Hold open, so I'm, I'm recording. Okay. Now, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Devil's Advocate. Uh, this is the episode two of the podcast, obviously the video game podcast. Uh, we're going to start out with a little soft open. Me and Keaton were talking about Attack on Titan. Uh, so, Keaton, continue your conversation about Attack on Titan. <laughs> like I said, my friend Scott Moody loves... Loves Attack on Titan, and I know it's anime, but I, I've never been one to really get into much to anime, but I've heard great things about Attack on Titan. Well, first, uh, shout out to Scott. Uh, second, <laughs> we were actually talking about Titans, um, Team Titans, yes. that kind of like bled into Attack on Titan, and what I was alluding to is, which I'm sure, hopefully in some kind of archived way, millions of people listen to us, and one day and we're making... More than Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'm, I'm nice. putting this with less controversy. Just, Let's have less controversy than Mr. Rogan. Shoot, we're called Devil's Advocate. Ah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm getting at is I'm just pushing this on our vision board, okay? That's all I'm doing. There you go. But what I was alluding to is um, I was uh, hoping to watch Teen Titans where I've been working from home um, and like to have background noise, more or less. Yeah. And Teen Titans is one of those shows is like, I, I wonder how drawn in or how much you have to pay attention to it. So, so during this process, I was like, hey, I'm about to start this more or less. And I was talking to my wife and she was like, hey, I'd actually kind of like to watch that. So now you're just talking heard about that, Titans, right? Not Teen Titans. Right, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Titans. Yes. Okay. I was like, the so, animated yeah. Teen Titans is wonderful. I like Titans. Don't get me wrong. I like Titans. I watched the first. So I was one of the early adopters of DC Universe, which is a streaming service, which is now defunct. Exactly. <laughs> it just moved into HBO Max. But they had a lot of great content. I really liked all the shows on there. Um, and Titans was one of them. Uh, it's got a it's got a really good second season, I'll say that. First season kind of so, falls flat. Yeah, that was... Okay, and you know more on that, but that, yes, um, she likes Teen Titans Go, and that yeah. is her entry point into possibly wanting to watch this more dramatic version of kind yeah. of characters that she knows. Yeah. So with her just having some sense of interest automatically put a pause on me watching without her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're kind of going on a rant here in some ways and bring it back to Titan on Titan. And that was the exact same thing with Attack on Titan because Attack on Titan is like in so many ways other than Dragon Ball Z. And the reason why I see Dragon Ball Z, it is the anime to bring in Western audiences that's mm-hmm. never existed. Period. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like Dragon Ball Z brought in a bunch of, I believe, because Dragon Ball Z was my first like, Dibble Dabble in the anime. Yeah, um, that Toonami block was mine. So Exactly. Know, the, oh, dude. Yep. You got oh. Yu Yu Hakusho and Dragon Ball. Those were my my well, first examples yeah, of anime. We got to pump the brakes here real quick. <laughs> so the first Toonami block didn't have Yu Yu. Yu Yu was a Adult Swim and or a late night oh. show because Yu Yu was a little more mature base. The same thing with Inuyasha. Yeah. So Yu Yu and Inuyasha was a late night. Gotcha. The Toonami block normally consisted of Dragon Ball Z, Zach Bell. Anybody out there that remembers old Zach Bell? I think it's Zach Bell or Zach Bell. I can't I remember. Don't remember Zach Bell. It also had Aqua Teen Hunger Force at that time, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
No, no, hold on. No, we're talking about the five to seven now. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing you a curveball here. So the afternoon tsunami consisted of like Dragon Ball Z, Zach right. Bell, um, a Gundam show, and I before the show. Yep, yep. And before it went off the noon showing, um, Yu-Gi-Oh at one point, for instance, before it went off the noon showing, it did add a little more um, mature base, I guess you would say, which would include you, I think, towards the end of it. But normally, oh, before the goes too. before the afternoon show started, by the way, it actually had a late night anime, which consisted of like Cowboy Bebop, yep. Inuyasha, Yu Hashiko, or Hashiko, or whatever you talk, and all of those, you know, innate animes that like hardcore people really really enjoyed and now you you did come to the five to seven show because i believe it actually finished this english run on that five to seven show and i'm saying five to seven like five p.m to seven p.m or something along those lines four to six maybe i can't remember what it was but it actually finished its run through that and then you know just extrapolating all the way through you know me growing up eventually that show of course did not exist much longer. And then it turned into a 9 to 11 block, which consisted of like Naruto and One Piece, for instance, which is extremely famous, you know, or very well-known anime. Um, and it's really weird because, like, I remember growing up and not talking about literally none of my friends, other than, like, Saturday morning cartoons at one point in time. By the way, this is a beautiful segue into I know what we are going to talk about earlier. But, like, Pokemon, for instance, you know, it was a Saturday morning cartoon, which yeah. is an anime. That was acceptable, but like this idea of like Dragon Ball Z, which was the first one to really break the mold of like what is a true anime, I guess you would say. Right. Cause like, yes, Pokemon's an anime, but it wasn't like English cartoons, for instance, could get away with what Pokemon was doing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Whereas like Dragon Ball Z, dude, you have a guy, I mean, I love Dragon Ball Z, but you have Goku screaming at the top of his lungs for two episodes as he turns Super Saiyan before beating Frieza. Right. Now, did they show Dragon Ball afterwards? Yes, Dragon Ball was. Yep. Yes, Dragon Ball was a tsunami, and I remember them even marketing it as in saying, "Hey, this is the prequel to Dragon Ball Z, which is what you well. love." I had the DVDs yep. of the complete series of Dragon Ball, um, and now, yeah. Thanks, yeah, thankfully where we're at now with all the streaming services we have, I've watched all of Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you, it is my favorite. Period. Favorite. I like Dragon Ball. Yep, I think it's better than it's Dragon Ball Z for sure. <laughs> It's better than Dragon Ball Super. It is by far, I believe, the what about best. Rantor? <laughs> it, it's just, I don't know. But I, Rantor, I, I, Rantor, Rantor. I know we're kind of like, I'm bringing it to the point of Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think anime has now been, I would say mostly widely accepted. Um, oh, it definitely but is. But I want to about that is there's a lot of people who don't understand that they, because, you know, at one point it had a name connotation if you watch anime. Yeah. I would definitely, right. But like, I mean, with Netflix, even, (laughs) you're not wrong, but like, Netflix has literally made a live action Cowboy Bebop, which I haven't finished yet. I only watched a couple episodes. Yeah, it already got canceled. So if it already being canceled in a weird way, I don't care to watch it now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point? But at the same time, they're working on One Piece. Oh, yeah. Which and never I think, ends, and neither does the manga, so. Yeah. And they've actually shown. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. They've actually shown the actors for One Piece. And it's really interesting because 
One piece, I know this sounds weird, but like Cowboy Bebop, I feel like they tried to go for a Japanese version of an anime in some kind of Western audience, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And they tried to wrap it in this massive, something that it wasn't, I guess, when it officially aired as a um, Western version of what it was. Whereas One Piece, I, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, guys, if y'all okay. love anime. I, no, I think it's Oda Achia or something like that. Or Chia, I can't remember. Oda or something. It's the writer of One Piece. Oh, okay. It, yeah, if you act, he's he's very involved, is what I'm saying. Like, what? He is, and if you actually look at One Piece, which is really cool about One Piece, because I actually like One Piece quite a bit. I'm, I'm probably 300 episodes behind, so don't question me on my <laughs> fandom, I guess. But I love One Piece. I might have um, watched very, a few cool. episodes of the very first season. Yeah. <laughs> but it does actually, like, it it writes into itself this distinction between geographical locations that could possibly have someone ethnically and or even appearance-wise physically be different from one another, which is really cool. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, like, in the show, like, Sanji in a weird way, is kind of, even though, again, it is a Japanese-written show um, portrayed as such, but he's, in a weird way, like a French cuisine like chef. Yeah. and Doesn't he only fight with his feet, too? Yeah. Yes, he only fights with his feet because he doesn't want to, like, dirty his hands, for instance. Yep. Where Zoro is a swordsman who is... Naturally. Ha- yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of ironic because I think is Zoro Italian. I can't remember now, but so, regardless, yeah. he's more in line with like the way of the samurai. And of course, his backstory is through a more or less samurai. Like he goes to a dojo, et cetera, et cetera, and learns the swordsmanship. Yeah. And then like that's his backstory. Whereas Luffy is just like actually Luffy, even though his backstory is thrown off in the show, he is definitely a hodgepodge or a um. Just, I guess, an asinine character, dude. Like, I love Luffy, dude. He's one of my favorite yeah. characters, period, anime. Um, because, like, when his, it comes to his friends, like, he's the biggest, baddest of the baddest, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he'll just kick your ass. And it's beautiful. And then, like, when he's not having to worry about that, like, he loves eating food. He loves enjoying himself. You know, like. The classic <laughs> Goku stereotype. Dude, he is, and he's the same Goku stereotype, and this is the one thing, the reason why I actually enjoyed One Piece um, quite a bit when I got into it, is because in Dragon Ball Z, they just write the next power level, if that makes any sense. It's yeah. like, okay, Goku needs to be stronger. Oh, okay, he's Super Saiyan 2. Yep. Oh, he needs to be even more stronger. He's Super Saiyan 3. Yep. Whereas, like, Luffy ate a fruit, which is part of the canon of the show, that gives him this ability to make himself elastic as, like, rubber. Yeah. So all of his powers that he gains is actually, well, let me rephrase, because as it gets later on, it does kind of get into that Dragon Ball Z stuff. But for the majority of the show, like, he only is able to fight and or become stronger based off of the understanding of the powers that he has. Which I thought was really cool because it was a really good way of writing, right? Like yeah. it wasn't like, hey, you just need to be stronger. So you're some kind of, you know, race that existed in some kind of other galaxy that once you get my final form. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know exactly what I'm kind of alluding to. Whereas yeah. Luffy was just like, you know, I know I'm elastic. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be able to, I think he calls it gear second. 
mm-hmm. I am going to push the blood through my body at a faster extreme. So hypothetically, like let's say if it, they really wanted to bring it out, oxygen get to his muscles faster, which means he can perform at a more optimal rate because of the way his body's acting. Right. And that's, that's called gear second, which was really, really cool. It was just like, okay, it's not just like, oh, he just got stronger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I know, dude, we're going some chance. I've still got to bring it back to Attack on Titan. Because <laughs> the reason why I'm bringing this back is because Western audiences. Yeah. One Piece is coming to Netflix, and One Piece is getting the Western t- treatment. I'm going to call it the Western treatment, which is, I, I would say, definitely after what happened with Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop or whatever, is kind of a frowned upon thing, right? Right. But the only reason why I say it, like, and I'm hoping to hold up one piece, again, the creator is involved, which normally, you know, that's helpful, right? Yeah. Majority of the time. And then second is if you look at the casting, they have an extremely diverse casting. Like, they have, like, a straight up, I, I better watch myself. <laughs> they have a straight up, um, like, Zoro is casted as a... Zoro character, I guess you would yeah. say. As in, like, he's, he comes off from that. Luffy is the same way. Nami is the same way. Saji is the same way. They actually casted a diverse set of characters from different backgrounds, different ideologies, I would assume, different whatever, you know, you want to allude to. And it's really cool because in one piece, Luffy's crew is exactly that. They are a set of different characters from different places who end up finding some common goal, which is technically one piece, right? Find one piece. But along that common goal, they all have their set individuals. So Sanji wants to be the best chef ever. Zoro wants to be the best swordsman ever. Nami, I can't remember Nami's now. But like they all have like an individual common goal that end up combining together so they can understand that they should use themselves to be able to achieve not only the one piece, but all of their individual goals. Right. Um, so I do have hope and I do have hope that maybe that'll even bring a true <laughs> Western live action, which is what we're all hoping for. Right. Right. <laughs> Cause the dragon ball movie was terrible. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop was not great. Um, the bleach live action, which was on Netflix. Death Note was it, terrible too. It was pretty much terrible. That <laughs> was pretty much terrible. Um, and that brings me back to Death Note too, because it had William Defoe as death, I guess. Yep, it did. And then it ended yep. up being terrible. <laughs> it did. Starring the kid back from the Naked you. Brothers band. <laughs> right, but that brings me back to Attack on Titan, though, because Attack on Titan, I think it was bringing it's the Game of Thrones of anime, as the way I allude to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am trying to finish. Because right now they are airing episodes every Sunday. It is probably the most um, thought out, I guess you would say, like anime um, in some ways that I've ever watched. Like there's no character that's technically, let's say, overpowered from just being powerful, if that makes any sense, right? Um, It's very geopolitical. It's very thought out. It's very... I don't know. It's just really, 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 really like, I believe it's brought in an audience of just Western audience who wouldn't even watch anime, who I can guarantee you are watching it right now subbed because a new episode just dropped. 
Yeah. Like it is that like how's this going to end kind of thing, you know? Right. And it's weird because like One Piece, you can make a lot of action. And the only reason why I say that is because we've all seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, but I right? don't know with the powers and stuff in One Piece, I kind of question it. Yeah, but you you can you can dumb them down or you can bring them down to be able to make it yeah. meet live that. Whereas Attack on Titan, man, you can't sit there and create a naked ass skeleton that stands seventeen thousand feet tall. You know, without making it look, I guess you would say cheesy. Very cartoony and cheesy, yeah. So it's it's very interesting, um, I guess, mindset or thought. But, yeah, I mean, I know this is – welcome to the anime talk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I love watching anime here and there. Um, I think it's extremely interesting. A lot of times I think um, Japanese culture, including what we're you know, probably going to talk about the majority of this time, which is like Pokemon Arceus. I believe it has bled into Western culture more than we give credit to. Yeah. Definitely like our, you know, our age as well as like people around our age. Um, Everybody's been playing Pokemon. Oh yeah, from, I think Pokemon isn't the second, if I'm not mistaken, the second highest IP that exists. Yeah. Well, as in, one. you know, you said that. And I'm certainly there thinking about because I don't. I remember seeing this list not too long ago, and the only one I can think of is. Mickey I know it sounds weird. No, I don't even think it's Disney, man. I honestly, I think it's Lego, and I don't know why I think it's Lego, but I thought it was Lego. It um, I was trying to think of rec- it's like world's most recognizable characters, and I'm pretty sure Mickey Mouse is like number three, or he's in the top five. Let me look. Let's Pokemon's look it up. On there. I'll say highest money-making IP. How about that? And see what comes up. Well, highest money-making well, I mean, IP is not going to help us. We want, unless that's, I mean, unless that's just what you want. You look up that, I'll look up most recognized character. But yeah, yeah, Pokemon actually is number one now, and Hello Kitty is number two. Most From recognized the character in the world. Ah, that's not it right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Mickey's up there. So the list that I found out, this is the 25 highest grossing media franchises of all time. Franchises of all time. At one point, I'm pretty sure Pokemon was too, but it is number one now. With number one being Pokemon, which doesn't surprise me because you have the video games, you have the cards, you have the anime, you have movies, you have, right? You, you have every kind of, you know, media that would exist. Number two is Hello Kitty, which is kind of surprising. Because <laughs> I, I don't know much about Hello Kitty. Number two it's is Winnie. Like or Japan no, and stuff. Yeah, it is. And probably other, you know, strong Asian cultures, I would assume. Right. Or Eastern culture. Mickey Mouse is number three. Excuse me. Winnie the Pooh is number three, with Mickey Mouse being a close fourth. Winnie but the Pooh surprises is, me. Isn't Winnie the Pooh Disney, though? Uh, yeah, Winnie the Pooh is Winnie the Pooh is free use, but everything about Winnie the Pooh is Disney. Like everything yeah. you know about Winnie the Pooh, the red shirt, the love of honey, and all the side characters, uh, for the most part, um, like their designs, voices, and stuff like that, that's all owned by Disney. But the character of Winnie the Pooh is free use. So, like, if I wanted to make something about Winnie the Pooh. I couldn't put him in a red shirt or anything, but Winnie the Pooh, I could put in whatever I wanted to. 
Gotcha. Well, with that being said, Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse, and Star Wars are literally the next three on this list, and them combined are well above Pokemon. So, hypothetically, you can say the Disney umbrella is probably number one mm-hmm. by a mile, but this is breaking it down for like individual. I see Mario gets Mario's literally the next one is after Star Wars. You have dude. I don't even know what this is. Anna Pammon. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, that is. I don't know. It's a manga, it looks like. I have zero idea. But then it's followed by Disney Princesses and then Mario. So even Mario combined with Pokemon, which is kind of wild to think because Nintendo owns one third of Pokemon, yeah, is still... Japanese uh, children's series. It's still not higher than Pokemon. It's kind of wild, man. Then Harry Potter, Marvel, Spider-Man. Dang, Gundam's pretty high up there. Oh, by the way, bring this back before we probably need to start the real podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we probably show. We're about 20 minutes in of talking about jack shit, but that's okay. There is a lot of action Gundam coming, and it, it could possibly be kind of another Western bridge, because they have a movie based off, I believe, the original anime, if I'm not mistaken, right, cool. and it should come out this year. Gundam. And that. Yeah, and that might be pretty dope, you know, that because, I mean, oh, man, I just watched San Francisco drop a wide-open interception, by the way, and also, shout-out all the Cincinnati fans the out there. Maybe. You know, Dragon Ball Z, by the way, is up to $24 billion. It's pretty, It's pretty interesting. Yeah, Dude, interesting. One Piece is up to twenty point one, which is kind of amazing, you know. Yeah, well, it's been on forever. Yeah, I believe One Piece, if I'm not mistaken, I read this not too long ago. It could change by now. But it is one of the, as in, like, its publications of Shonen Jump, or whatever you want to call it, like, if I'm not mistaken, has sold more than the Bible. <laughs> or, like, right behind the Bible. Is that not crazy, dude? That's insane. Like, you have this whole, you know, I, we're not going to dive too much into but this, but, like, you have... Multiple books. The Bible's just one True. But, like, you have one work of nonfiction slash fiction, depending on whatever side of the fence, you know, you sit on when it comes right. to the Bible, um, that has in some way shaped the majority of Western culture, right. good and bad, you know, good and bad. And then you have a shonen jump manga, <laughs> you know, Japanese comic, more or less. Back to front. You know, a uh, Japanese young man who can turn into robber, who all he wants to do is have a good adventure with his friends and find the One Piece. My God. <laughs> you know, as the second all-time selling, you know, literature okay. that exists in mankind. It's amazing. <laughs> it's freaking nuts. Anyways, let's get into the video games, Keith. That's what this podcast is about. Uh, obviously, we're going to throw it back to anime, though. And we're going to talk about Pokemon, Legends, Arceus. Is that what it's called? I believe so, yeah. Pokemon Arceus, 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 Arceus. Or is it just Pokemon yep. Arceus? It, it, either works. I'm sure anyone who listens that loves it knows exactly what we're talking exactly, about. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I've started it. I've only got three. Uh, I'm three. I'm ranked three, I believe. Um, I'm big gear further than I am. Yeah, and... You know, I've got my mounts and stuff. Uh, I'm liking it so far. Uh, I like, I think it's a step above Sword and Shield for sure. Um, 
and I think it's more enjoyable than those games. Can't tell you a damn thing that's happening in the story, though, because I kind of skipped through that stuff. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, here's my, you know, overall thought so far is I like the... I like the combat. I like that I can choose when to evolve Pokemon. I think the changes they've made with resource management and more RPG-style stuff and open-world stuff, I think those are really good. The game itself, graphic-wise, looks like dog shit. Um, (laughs) But it's fun to play. And it's probably the best Pokemon game that i played recently, at least. You know, I mean, I don't think it can beat nostalgia, but um, as far as the amount of fun that I'm having and the sense of, you know, mystery and the sense of, you know, exploring and, you know, I love catching Pokemon, which is something I've never cared about at all. I just roll through and kill everybody. I never cared about the Pokedex. Never gave a shit about that. I cared about, you know, my favorite Pokemon, who obviously I'm trying to get my favorite Pokemon. Uh, And, uh, do you want to know? Guess who my favorite Pokemon is, Keaton? And Man, here's no your hint. You. Here's your hint. He's in most, almost every game. Almost every game. Yep. Man, that's a tough one. And I because want, I want like, you to think about course. my likes. This will help. The almost every game is what's throwing me off, man. I'd almost feel like Arcanine or Growlithe or something like that. I do because like, like Growlithe, can't, but he, he's not he can't there. be Pikachu, right? It's not Pikachu. <laughs> I want you to think pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> pro wrestling. Yep. Well, pro wrestling, there is a, uh, I can't remember his name now, but there's Sorry, a kitten. His name was, oh, Machamp then. Yep. That's what you're looking for. Machamp, Machamp, and Machop. And Machop. So <laughs> that's my favorite Pokemon in every single Every single game, I have a level 100 Machoke, Machamp, whatever. Um, they're well, level you 100, love- and last game in Sword and Shield, I updated all of his stats to where he was just insane, and I gave him a bunch yeah. of moves to where he could one-hit people, and I named him Jiren from Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> well, not only that, I mean, you gotta remember, uh, what's his name from Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Okay, I can't yeah. remember what his name is. The guy with the uh, ponytail. Yeah, four arms as yep. well, you know. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's favorite funny. Pokemon. So obviously, I'm I'm doing my best to. I gotta trade somebody to get. I can either trade someone oh. or go use those M points in the town to where I can upgrade him. Okay, so I'm you're a little bit further than I am. So that's what I was curious on. So for Machamp, mm-hmm. I heard a word of Machamp, Machoke, Machamp. Machoke. For Machoke to go into Machamp. Mm-hmm. You're saying that you can evolve them without having to trade? Yes. You okay. use these M points, which I'm not positive how many I have. I saw this at the start of the game. So if you go to a little vendor, um, she's right before you walk up the steps to where the lady trains you on how to master moves so that you can do them agile style or strong style or um, stuff like that. Um, she's right below that. She's got a little vendor cool. shop. You go to her and she sells... Moonstone, Sunstones for like the Eevee evolutions. And then she she also sells, uh, it's called a linking a linking connection or something like that, which is basically saying you tr- this is a Pokemon that needs to be trade traded to evolve. Uh, oh my so gosh. So you can buy dude, that. I, I did not trade. know that they had that in this game. Yeah, and you don't understand how 
happy that makes me. Yeah, because... but when I first visited, I didn't have any of those points, and I don't honestly know what those <laughs> points are. <laughs> right, and you know, but this but is there. a whole. It is there. This, you know, a whole Pokemon. I think thing they they gotta look into because I understand when they made blue and red from the get go, or I believe in Japan it's probably I think it was leaf green maybe and red before they made blue and red, which was you know national U.S. Western. Yeah, it has always bummed me that I catch this like I'm on uh, you know Machamp's not my favorite. I'm gonna go with Gasly because I love Gengar, dope ass Pokemon. Yeah, Gengar. I make I make a halter man. We're sitting there, we're battling. And then all of a sudden, to make him into a Gengar, I have to say goodbye to him. Yeah. It, like, it always bugs me. You don't me. say like, goodbye all... to him. You trade him to a friend who's going to trade you right back to him. <laughs> well, but he's still, like, how does that make any sense, right? Yeah. Like, I'm building yeah. this bond, but for you to become your most yeah, powerful yeah. self, yeah, you yeah. have to go to, like, to someone, someone else. Because, yep. like, to me, it's like, I'm letting you go. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know and and it always bugs You gotta send your kids to college so that they come back as a giant ass gingar. <laughs> I guess, I mean, you're not wrong. And I guess, uh, just to piggyback off what she said, um, you're actually a little further along than I am. Yeah. I think we might have the same time. I'm just a grinder, dude. Like, I've been grinding away. Dude, so, you know the, you know the, uh, Pokédex, right? And you, you in this Pokemon game, to fill out the Pokédex, you can't just see a Pokemon and you can't just catch a Pokemon for them to be filled out in the Pokédex. So, you have to do these objectives, right? Yes. Uh, it's like, you know, you can catch this Pokemon a couple times, you can, you know, defeat this one in battle, see yep. it do a certain move, do these things. I still don't understand the point system to this thing, but I will I say... I just drew that out today. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't understand the point system. You, you're, I don't know if you have, but... I still don't understand. Um, so really, you kind of level 10, or once you get to research level 10 for that Pokemon, mm-hmm. from my understanding, for the majority yeah, of the what Pokemon... What you to level 10? So, like, you were alluding to, like, catch one, right? Yeah. And the next one would be, like, battle one, right? Yeah. That's one point each. And then you'll All see the, the same... Each. Yeah. Well, you know, so you'll see another one that says battle two at two, right? Yeah. So you, but the only way to actually cash in on the points and see where you're at, you actually you have, have to, to go back. To guy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, you I understood turn that, in. but I, for some reason, I thought that like, you know, catching one that counted as one, but if I catch two, that counts as two. So I thought that the points yeah, were going to yeah. that. So yeah, I went check. and caught like yeah. the first initial level or the first initial area. I caught like twenty five badoofs. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, well, I'm going to upgrade him, you know, get make sure he's logged in the system. So I'm going to just keep catching these Badoofs because it's super easy. Yep. So I caught like 25 Badoofs. <laughs> and I turned in. It, uh, it did, I mean, it did give it to me, but I was like, what? Like, is that what I'm going to have to do for every single Pokemon? I'm going to have to catch yep. like 25 of them? Because then, yep. you know, I caught only like three of the uh, Wurmples or whatever, the little worms, and uh, or the Caterpillars. And I turned that in, and it was like, oh, yeah, you, you got that one, too. And I'm like, how? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even catch three of them. But apparently I well, saw it do a certain move, and then I, you know, a yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so if you actually, um, mm-hmm. you hit down your D-pad, it will give you a uh, bevy of options, is the right. best way to say it. And they'll consist of 
even some of them, you know, catch them in a stick attack or attack them in a stick attack right. or whatever it may be. And each one is one point for each level. So, like, if there's six different things, you know, and one of them can be, like, watch this Pokemon use Tackle, for instance. Um, but the next one will be, like, watch this Pokemon use Tackle four times. So to get one more point, you have to see it do it four times, if that makes any sense. Gotcha. Um, and... The, just, I don't know if you know this, but the, anyone who wants to listen to this, um, once you get the 10, which I would assume, I'm going to call it like base mastery, which yeah. I don't know if that's the word they're going to say, but if you get to 10, um, it kind of shows you like a complete Pokedex, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it gives you the actual like definition, not definition, but semi-paragraph of that Pokemon, yeah. um, and it kind of gives you more insight on that Pokemon. Yes. But if you get to 10, it actually creates a, um, shiny reroll, by the way. Oh, so if you just get, yep, if you get to 10, you have a slightly higher odds of running into a shiny version of that Pokemon in the open world. I've heard that the uh, time, time dilations or whatever, which you haven't probably ran into yet. Uh, right. But when you do, you go, or not, not the time dilations. There's time dilations and then there's, um, Outbreaks, mass outbreaks. Um, right, mass outbreaks. And yep. if you go to those mass outbreaks, I've heard that you have a better chance of getting a shiny yep. going to those two. And if you have a level 10 Pokedex entry, you have an even higher chance. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and if you have a complete, which I believe is a complete, is if you literally do everything on the Pokedex page for that Pokemon. And I'm talking about all the way through all the battles, all the catches, all the moves used, seen, all the moves used as you using the, like, I'm talking about complete, complete, like a mastery. I, I don't know what's called yet because I haven't got that far. Um, yeah. But I've, I, I was just curious because of it because we're going to you know, dive into this because um, I haven't shared any of my base thoughts. But like yeah. that even gives you a higher chance of catching a shiny. Oh. Um, because I've actually already caught a shiny. Have you really? What would you get? A wormhole. Oh, <laughs> That's still it's cool. just crazy, dude. It's still freaking yeah, cool. I was just, <laughs> I was just you know roaming around, and it was it like is. a purple worm pool, and I was like, "Whoa, I gotta catch this guy, yeah, right?" Exactly. And, and um, it was just kind of interesting. And then I actually found an Eevee as well because I have an Eevee. I've been well. I've been grinding away, and uh, Eevee is actually a um, yep. He's a he's a rare spawn on the first area. Yep. And, and then I was really curious, and I'm, again, this is because I only do this because I'm trying to um, expand, or not do not expand. I just don't want to go down the wrong path. So I actually had to look up what and how to evolve the EV. Yeah, because yeah, the stones, right? Originally, it's the stones. And for the it's original, the including, I believe, no, no, no. So for... Jorteon, Flareon, Vaporeon, and Sol yeah. Stones, and I believe Leafeon and Glaceon are both stones as well. Right. But for Sylveon, Umbeon, and Espeon, you actually have to have max friendship. And then, this is where it's different, and anyone who's listening to this, you know, take this to account. If the Eevee has any fairy move, and has max friendship, yeah, and has max friendship, you can choose to evolve it, which I love that feature, by the way. You kind of hit on it already. Yeah, yeah. I think he said that feature. You can choose to evolve it whenever you choose to, as long as it has a fairy move, max friendship. 
it will evolve into Espeon, uh, excuse me, Sylveon. Okay. Which is the fairy type. Right. If you have max friendship and you want to Espeon, you have to remove all fairy moves and evolve it during the day. That gets you an Espeon. If you want an Umbreon, you same thing during the night. Yeah. Cool. Which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's other things that are very, you know, fault, you know, thoughtful with this new entry in Pokemon. Right. And that's where I'm just going to jump into like, now we've been playing games for years and I've yeah. Pokemon was probably one of my first games that I've dropped Same. 40 hours into beat it, you know, with the final four. Like it was, you so know, what was, your, they what was brought, your first Pokemon? My, mine was tech. I would say mine's technically yellow version. On uh, the Game Boy Color. Um, yeah, mine, mine's blue. Yeah, technically it's yellow. I did play the gold and silver and what was the what was the one after that? Gold, silver, emerald. No, um, gold, yeah, silver, there was uh, another one. Um, it was the one that had an, the blue um, horse thing on the cover. Uh, so it started Gen 1 is red blue. Red blue and Gen yellow. 2. Is gold silver. Gold Hold on. silver. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't think of a third I one. I can't Hold think on. of it either. The third? No, no, no. I'm talking about like the third game in each entry because yellow was the third one, um, and yeah. gold silver it was. Um, I'm looking it up. I'm leaning towards platinum, but I don't think it was crystal. Crystal, crystal. was gold silver. You're right. Um, gold uh, Gen three was sapphire ruby with emerald being the third game. Um, Gen 4 was Emerald and Pearl, not Emerald, uh, Pearl. We're just playing them right now. They just released in November. Shining Pearl and Diamond. Yeah. Pearl, Diamond, and Platinum, Diamond I believe. And Pearl and Platinum, yep. Um, was- Gen 5 was Black and White. Black and White. Gen, Gen 6 was, this Black is where I'm going to get a little. Right? Oh, no, Gen 6. So the Gen's based off, the way the best way to remember it is based off the starters. So Gen 6 would have been, I didn't play Come any on. of these. After three, yeah. it was where I cut off. Yeah. By the way, but, yeah, don't answer this for me because I want to. I want to see if I can get this. So after Black and White, which was a, at the yes. point in time, was a soft reset, and it didn't end up being a soft reset because people ended up missing. I guess you would say the nostalgic portion of Pokemon, and that's what makes Pokemon, I guess, beautiful, and people love it because you have nostalgia and you have the newest, the newness constantly, right? right. So you can have a Pikachu, but you can also have a whatever, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Kind of a brilliant idea. I say whatever because, you know, you always, because a lot of people get really caught up in the starters. Oh, yeah. I want, I want to say, honestly, after Gen 5, I really want to say it was XY. That which was the first, right. which was the first 3D version, um, on 3DS. And then X and Y after that was Sun and Moon and then Sword and Shield. Which I Black think. And White 2, was that just like the. So Black and White 2 was, was the. the first two with X kind of, yeah. So gotcha. Black and White 2 was the variation of what like Crystal would have been or gotcha, okay. what Emerald or Yellow would have been for Gen 1. Gotcha, okay. So. Because if you don't, even with that being said, like Sun and Moon, for instance, they had Ultra versions Sun, called Ultra Moon. Yep, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. And some people were like, "Hey, are we going to get that for Sword and Shield?" Which mm-hmm. I don't think we are. No, no reason I say that. DLCs and stuff. Yep, and we just got Ar- yeah the DLC. I think took that over as well as we just got Arceus as well. Yep. So I think like that was left in some way behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm kind of hoping because a lot of time it was just a rehash, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It was 
80% of the same game <laughs> for right. sure. So, but yeah, that was just a recount of it. Um, do you think that they're going to lose sales because this is only one title? Man, I hope not. And the reason why I say that is because this is, is it the most fun? I'm trying to look for the right word. <laughs> for Pokemon. It's the most different for sure. It is the most like, I want to play this game. Yeah. I've been playing through, um, Diamond and Pearl, I don't whatever think the remake is. It feels like now. a baby game either. There's some difficulty yeah, to it. For sure. And Diamond and Pearl has been a grind for me. Now, not, again, I beat it, what, 10, 15 years ago My for sure? Who's insane is obsessed with Pokemon games. He's played all of them. He just beat the newest, you know, Brilliant Diamond, Brilliant, or yeah, Brilliant, yeah. brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, whatever it is. Uh, I bought it for him for his birthday. Or Christmas. Christmas, sorry. And he did the Nuzlocke challenge and beat the game. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> you know what Nuzlocke challenge is? Nuzlocke challenge is where if you play the Pokemon game, any Pokemon game, you name every Pokemon you get, and if that per- Pokemon dies, it dies. You can't use it anymore. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of it like a, a lot harder. Yeah. yeah, you can't let them say it in any way. Okay, that should be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I got um, eight gems on that game, and was about to roll to the final four, and this game came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even want to put that other game on my Switch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this version of whatever Pokemon is, and I believe it's kind of the blueprint of what I'm hoping the future will be. And what I mean by that is, like, you're you're not wrong, dude. This game looks like a GameCube game. <laughs> What gets and me I'll be honest, is there's points where the draw distance, the draw distance is the problem. I don't think it's that ugly of a game. It's that it can't, for whatever reason, the draw distance can't like compute further than, you know, looking to the end of my bedroom behind me. That's as far I as do, that draw distance goes. I don't even think it's the draw distance as much as, like, in all honesty, man, it, it, this is. First of all, mind blowing because I've been thinking about this a lot today before we got on this call. Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. That game came out in 2017. Yeah. To me, that game looks better. It operates better. It flows better than like a game of Skyrim. I know that was prior too, but like that game. And, dude, it's only like a 6 gigabyte download if you do it digital. Mm-hmm. I have zero idea what devil Nintendo is making sacrifices to <laughs> to be able to make that game and run with that engine. And that, like, it, it's mind-blowing, dude. Even to this day, if you play Breath of the Wild, which is a completely open-world game, beautiful in almost all, like, aspects. And again, that's beautiful through art, but it is still beautiful. Draw distance is still phenomenal. And then when you factor in a ever-evolving physics engine, which is, by the way, one of the best physics engines that's ever existed in any open world. Right. Blows my mind. And then you have Pokemon, alright? <laughs> which we just discussed is one of the highest selling and grossing IPs of all time. And they decide to make a game a little more open in some aspects, which is what Arceus is. 
And don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying it, and I'm enjoying yeah. it. Uh, I think immensely because it's a it's the gameplay is fun. When we were playing Pokemon like Yellow for you, and right. I played Yellow as it's literally more of our imagination of when we played that game. Because oh, when we were playing that game, we watched the anime, yep. and we were extrapolating like, oh, yeah. Pikachu used Quick Attack, you know? Yeah, exactly. In our heads, we were playing out that Quick Attack yep. from what we see on the anime, and you know, kind of see, thing. Like, the pixel move slightly forward. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So now this game is the closest we've ever got to that. Dude, those battles in this game, I love watching them. And you, like, move the yeah. camera around, and you get to see yep. him actually, like, charge. You get to see the little guy, the enemy, come at you or whatever. And you can and get his, wanna, too, which is yeah. fun. I don't want to sound negative on this game at all, because it is the, like, I am completely, like, refilled or renewed, yeah. or whatever, rejuvenated or whatever, because... This game is definitely like the closest of what we've all imagined what Pokemon could be, could be 20 years ago. Yeah. I think they've been, they've known they'd have the sales, they've known the brand would sell, and they have been staying true to that for longer than they probably should have, Yeah, I believe. Well, they stayed on handhelds for so long. Yep. So they had that. That's true. Yep. And this is their first time where they're like, hey, there is a demand for us to change. And not saying their product's getting stale, but the way it's being presented to you is being stale. That's the way I'll say it. And this is the first time they finally was like, hey, guys, let's reinvent the formula quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? And I am so appreciative of that, dude. And it has made the gameplay so much more fun. I'm enjoying it. I love feeling out the Pokedex because it makes more sense. Because like yeah. you catch you catch a Pokemon in the modern games, yeah, and everything's filled out for you. It yeah. tells you what it is. They give you a synopsis yeah. of what it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas this one is really cool because, by the way, it's a going back on the anime thing. There's actually a genre of anime, by the way, that is alluded to this where it's like. For instance, you get reincarnated, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, or you end up getting trapped in an MMO, like Sword Art Line. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, no spoilers, but I'm going to spoil it for you because who cares? You, you'll you literally see it in the first two minutes. Yeah. That's what this this that's what this game is. And I was extremely... comic book called Die? I, uh, I have not... Uh, it's similar to that. The, the way you made it sound, it, may, it makes me think of that graphic novel. It's by uh, Kieran Gillian. He did the Darth Vader graphic novel series. But um, in that series, they play like a role-playing game or whatever, and then they get stuck in the role-playing game. Uh, or they get reincarnated, kind of, in the role-playing game. So, like, there are different characters in there. Um, and they get stuck in there for years, and then they come back to the real world. Um, and I think one of them gets stuck in the, the fake world or whatever. Um, it's just kind of how they have to live their life, and then they have to go save that person in the, the DC right. world. And yeah, it is a, um, I don't know, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. It's a, um, God, man, it's a genre within the anime world, and I couldn't tell you technically what what that name is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it's a, it's a name. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Um, but 
it is, um, God, what is it called? But it's like Sword Art Line. They get trapped in MMO. Um, I'm watching one called something reincarnation and the guy dies and then get, he ends up getting reincarnated into a, like a majestic, you know, fantastical world or whatever you want to call it. Um, more or less spoilers. That's what this game is. <laughs> you start the game and it's a bright blob talking to you, which is Arceus. Yeah. And it, it's literally you fall out of the sky. Yeah. He like that is it, you and then throws you back you're, in time. Yeah, you're a present day person within the universe of Pokemon, by the way. So we should make yeah. that clear. You're a present day person within the universe of Pokemon, which would say that any modern day like Pokedex or whatever it may yeah. or may not be, like you would already have the no. knowledge of knowing what. Pokemon are, how they can coexist with you, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas when you get turned back into the, was it Hisuian region or whatever? Yeah. It goes all the way back to the point where you're in a time where they just didn't understand that about Pokemon and they didn't know what it was or they, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that, that, that's cool in the way of telling the story. Um, I'm not going to fault that for that. It's, it is interesting. I mean, they could have started off as you woke up one morning and yeah, the tribe. Yeah, you're you know, this the, tribe of people, and you're the one who learned yeah. something about Pokemon. Or exactly. The tribe leader could have been like. Of Arceus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it could have been either or. It doesn't matter. You know, um, just how they chose to shoot the story. It is really cool, though, how Arceus more or less becomes a cell phone. And it actually gives you like modern hints of what modern games are. So they're like tying in the fact of how games work into the story of how Pokemon works, I guess you would say. And like, so that is really interesting. I don't know if that, you know, how deep it is, you know, to, for them to do it that way, but it is meant to be that way, right? So like in a weird way, they're trying to give you the can or the reason why you can put a pinpoint on a map. Which any gamer in any world is like, oh, I just want to be able to put a pinpoint on my map. I'm not going to think about it too much. Yeah. Whereas this story is like, this is why you can do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So it is kind of interesting, right, that they did do that. Um, so, I mean, that's like the biggest spoiler uh, to start the game, I guess you would say. Yeah. That would you know, um, start out that way. So, and that sets up the whole you know, game going forward, which the other systems feed off of, which is like you alluded to and we we're talking about the Pokedex system. I've, I haven't been this in like any Pokemon game ever that I've played. Mm-hmm. Period. Even like Bite Off. Like I'm not going to have Bite Off or whatever his name is. He's not going to be on Bidoof yet. He's not going to be on my party. Why do I care about Bidoof? You know? Because he's a beast. Dude, I've, I've, <laughs> literally, I've literally caught like 10. Yeah, because I want to fill well, out that little Pokedex. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I want to fill out the Pokedex page. Yeah, exactly. Like it's the first time in a long time that it has gave me that excitement again. Yeah. To where it's just like, you know, because a lot of times when I play the games, so I actually lean towards. Um, I don't know how to say this. Like, you know how long even, it's going to take to fill out this Pokedex though. It's like oh, 250 dude. Pokemon. Supposedly, there's a post post game. There on is. This game. There is. Yeah, after you. Fill out all yeah, of them, then you get Arceus or whatever, but you have to do that first. Well, there, suppose there's a post-game and then a post-post-game, oh, which is really interesting. So I'm, like, kind of looking forward to what and how they do that. Yeah. But, like, just the excitement for the game, though, it's got me, like, 
almost feeling as if I've been introduced into this franchise again, which is something amazing considering that it's probably one of the longest running franchises, right? Right. Like, I love the idea of having that grind of like, and it's really cool too because you were alluding to it, like, not only back in the day, like, you would sit there and you'd battle these Pokemon over and over again, you know, Mm -hmm. just to be able to get leveled up to run through the X, Y, or Z gym leader. Well, now it's just like, actually, to fill out Pokedexes for X, Y, and Z, actually just catch them without being seen. Yeah. You know, catch them um, with a surprise attack, which is like if you catch them and hit the Pokemon in the back. Catch them using a item that distracts them and then catch them. Like, it's really cool because now, like, not only did it used to be like you have to weaken them to catch them, that's still part of the game, but that's only, like, a quarter of the way that you can obtain the Pokemon now. Right. And believe it or not, like, that's changed it so much, right? Like, I'm in, so enthralled with it. <laughs> to the point where I'm like, dang, dude, like, I'm ready to go. Let's keep playing. I because miss gym I- battles, but I think the boss battles and stuff that they have in the game are cool. Um, and I think all the battles are tough <laughs> enough to be gym battles anyways. Oh, yeah, the game's harder than... I actually, before you even get into the point you're talking about, I actually came across a... I can't remember what the name is called with a red-eyed creature or yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. The rapid ass right can, there at the starting yep, area. Exactly, dude. Um, and like I literally had, Yep, and I was like, there's no way I can yep, beat the rapid <laughs> And he spotted me and it showed the little red eye. So I'm sitting yep. here trying to dodge just to get away from yep, it because yep. I knew that my Pokemon couldn't handle it, you know? Like, I knew it could... And that's pretty cool because that hasn't been in a Pokemon game you since. one hit very quickly. Yeah, like, I, 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 don't, I couldn't tell you, man. Like, when... And it's really cool because, like, I understand Nintendo and Pokemon have this weird thing they have to balance. And what I'm saying is, you know, I'm an adult male now. Yeah. I I understand video games. I beat some of the hardest video games that have ever existed, including Souls games, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. Mega Man like, 2. I in, yeah, I enjoy playing challenges. Like, actually... Yeah. Majority of the time I play games, like I like to have that sense of accomplishment, and normally that comes with something being challenging. Right. Whereas Pokemon was just like, hey, every time we make a new generation, we're still going to have the same people come back because they just want to see what's new for the majority of the time. Right. But we don't want it to be too hard for a new set of people that we can bring in, which is literally new generations. Like my nephews are playing Pokemon now, right? Right. But they're coming in on Sword and Shield, like. I gave my kid a stuffed score bunny today, and he was more excited about a score bunny, my nephew, than, than a Pikachu. Uh, yeah, than a Pikachu yeah, or a Charmander. I, I was like, I had a Pikachu and I had a score bunny. Yeah. I had two nephews. He was like, which one do you guys want? He was like, oh, cool, score bunny. You know, and he wanted yeah. one of them wanted score bunny, and the other one was like, oh man, I got stuck with Pikachu. No one's ever gonna and buy th- me a stuffed Machamp. <laughs> <laughs> True, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's really that that shows you the power of the IP. First oh, of all, yeah, definitely. And that has been the intention, but I believe like this is the first game where they've literally kind of said, Hey, wait a minute. Like let's actually reward the not T98 fan again. Let's reward that. And I'll say 98 because I think that was North America or 99. I think 97, 95, 96, 95 might've been Japan, yeah. but like it's literally saying like, let's actually treat these people as adult gamers. Yep. And that is so cool, man. Like, and as a kid, like, games 
like even if they were hard, like you would put the time into it until you got it. It wasn't like a thing yeah. that you just quick. I mean, as a kid, you got all the time yeah. in the world, anyways. Yeah. Um, so when I played, you know, Red and Blue yeah. originally, I remember getting beat by almost not every gym leader, but Brock beat the shit out of me. I yeah. always want to remember that Brock beat the shit out of everybody, unless you chose a Squirtle. Yep. Or Bubble Store, and almost almost everybody chose Charmander because Charizard was the you know everybody he loved Charmander. Charmander. Yeah, but I believe Squirtle and Bubble um, Store, you had to be a certain level before you learned your first Water move and or first Grass move. Yep. If you didn't have well, those, you'd have, dude, to, you'd have to get like a Water Pokemon rock, somehow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, you couldn't get one. The yeah. only way in Pokemon Blue and Red. That the only way outside of the starter that you can catch any Pokemon that had a super effective move against Brock was Mankey. That was it. Yeah. That was the only Pokemon that you could catch that had a super effective move. Yep. And it was it was a fighting move. Yep. That was it. Period. Yep. And I remember Brock beating the shit out of so many people because of that. Yep. And then like in Pokemon Yellow, you know, you're kind of screwed because you got stuck with Pikachu. So if you didn't catch a Mankey, if you didn't overpower your characters, I remember the first time that I, I man, we're going on tangent, dude. I mean, no, we can call this Pokemon Pokemon because it's beautiful. <laughs> the first time that I beat Brock as a kid, my brother's older than I am by about roughly four years, and he didn't catch a Mankey because the only way to catch a Mankey is actually go down to the, um, dude, I can't remember the, ro- the road now, but it's a certain route after yeah. – Peter Town or whatever it's called. Yeah, I know. What you're and about. it leads Town to the final four. Yeah. And there's a couple grass fields that will allow you to catch a Mankey. More or less. If you don't catch that Mankey, Brock's going to be the shit out of you because he's got, <laughs> rock, he's got rock Pokemon. Brock Unless is loading his rifle as you yeah. speak if you yeah. don't catch his damn Mankey. <laughs> yeah. The only way you're going to get out of it is if you have a Squirtle. And or a Bulbasaur that's high enough level that has a um, healing factor gra- and/or move. Now I will say I believe at one point, and I might be wrong on this, I do think you could catch a Nidoran, mm-hmm. girl or female, and I believe they can learn Double Kick, which is a fighting move, which would help you out quite a bit too. Right. So that's the only other Pokemon outside of Mankey that could actually, and maybe a Bell Sprout too. I might be wrong about that, but normally I. I think those are slightly after Brock. I'm just saying Brock was hard shit. Okay, when we first got into Pokemon, Brock, Brock was hard. Would point gesture towards a noose and then like Mac yeah. on Nurse Joy after you because got like if you played Pokemon um, Red and Blue, not Yellow, you could actually catch a Pikachu in the um, forest. I can't remember the name of the forest. I'm sorry, people who's listening this year and be like, yeah, it's blah 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 forest. So that first force, you can actually run into a Pikachu. So if you catch that Pikachu and then you run through, you know, whatever the next mountain is, because you go through a small dungeon, right. uh, whatever it is, you know, you, that Pikachu is going to run through Misty. I'm just going to be honest with you. Right. You're going to destroy Misty. Um, second to that is, I believe, I believe it was Lieutenant Surge at that point. But if you're keeping yeah, up with Pokemon it. Pokemon guy. Yeah, exactly. You can catch a Sandshrew, an Onix. You can catch a Geodude all before yeah. him. You can run right through him. Then the fourth one is the um, Leaf, whatever her name is. I can't remember her name either. Well, I'm blanking on the name. These people. She had like a she had like a mile plume, for instance. Yeah, you yeah. actually got a you got an EV beforehand. But for the most time, most everyone caught a PG. So if you had a PG, you probably had a PG out or a PGO, depending on how hard yeah. you grind, grinded. 
he knew Gus, and he run right through that gym. So literally, like, the only gym that has a weird kind of... um was the very first one. ...element deficiency between Pokemon that you can't obtain was Brock. So yeah. he, he was hard as shit. And then Giovanni was hard as shit, because Giovanni was the first one that actually had a... um different set of styles. So before Giovanni, you literally fought every style. It was grass, water, psychic, fighting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there wasn't a fighting gym. I know people are like, oh, my gosh, this dude doesn't Pokemon. Yes, I understand. It was a side gym. That's how you got Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan. And it wasn't a full gym, as in a badge gym. But, yes, there was a fighting gym in the original gym games. Um, it just wasn't a badge gym. Um so yeah, that's how you got him only hit my channel, et cetera. Um, and then Giovanni, when he fought him at eighth, if you weren't strong enough, he actually had a set of Pokemon that were not a style, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So they were a distinct style. So again, when you, the very first Pokemon game that you played, it was probably the hardest game until this one, period. I'm not even joking. Like, Gold and Silver had its moments. And Nothing Emerald had the like Battle Academy or whatever. Yep. Even even Shining Pearl and um Diamond Link, a lot of people say it has one of the best Elite Fours, which it does, because they do have a distinct um each of the Elite Four members are not a style type, which right. the original almost all the other games are that way. But again, you can just grind past all of that if you wanted to. In solities. But this game, more or less, is like, hey, that Rapidash that we were talking about, mm-hmm. that's Brock. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that that is Brock. You're not going to beat that Rapidash unless you know what the hell you're doing. Or way, you're something I should tell you, too, is if you beat one of these red-eye things and you don't catch it, like you kill it, they'll come back. So don't worry if you kill it. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, good. It takes a while for it to come back, but it does come back. I learned that today. Okay. Cool. Because I got very scared because yeah. I was like, ah, oh, I keep killing these things and I like what? Because I have I, I caught a Geo dude like that. It was like a level three okay. something Geo dude. Um, now he's a graveler or whatever he is. Um, right. But yeah, he's a heavy. They're called heavy Pokemon or whatever. Yep. Um. So yeah, he's just an OP Geo dude. But uh, yeah. Uh, if you kill him though, they come back. Yeah. Well, that's good enough because it's you know. Back in the day, you know, you fight a legendary and you kill a legendary. Yeah, there's no going back. <laughs> so you always save prior to it. Yeah. You know? So that way, if you killed it, you turned your you turned your system off and tried yep. again. Um, but just kind of like bring it all back, man. It's one of the things where, again, what you're alluding to, there is a lot of new to this game. There is a lot of like, and old as well, but they've done enough, right, to truly like say, hey. We do understand that you're out there. We understand there's old fans out there. We understand, like, in a weird way, they're giving more attention to the fact that, like, they don't have to handhold us anymore. Right. If that makes any sense. And I'm hoping they continue with that, with whatever game they come out with next, because you're alluding to it. Now, Pokemon has a lot to go off of, right? Yeah, I think it's like, a good base. Like, a good exactly. base point. Because, I mean, I know I brought up to Breath of the Wild originally. Yeah. But Breath of the Wild, the number one model that you have to worry about in Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. is Link. Yep. 
<laughs> you know, there's, you just said, and I don't even know the max number because I haven't wanted, I haven't looked it up because I didn't want to be spoiled, but you just said there's what, 250 yeah, plus 250 maybe? plus. Like, and every single one of them is a distinct model. Yep. Every single one of them. Yep. So that's kind of like, you know, so Pokemon does have a, Something that they have to worry about, I guess you can say, right? Because yeah. you don't want to, and I know it sounds weird. I understand that, like, for the majority of people, everyone has a favorite Pokemon. Right. And I would say if you do a poll, like a million people, you're going to have a high percentage of Pokemon towards that Pokemon. So, for instance, Charizard will be a high percentage. Yeah. Pikachu, you know, be a high percentage. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Like Lucario. a lot of Gen 1s. But, Man, you're going to have someone out there who's going to be like, oh, yeah, man, Muck's my favorite Pokemon. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, excuse my language, but why, why the hell do you like well, Muck? It's like me and Machoke and Machamp. No one cares yeah. about Machoke yeah, and Machamp, exactly. but me, yeah. I do. I yeah. like him. You're going to have someone out there. It's just it's just inevitable, man. It's yeah. going to be a thing. Someone out there is going to want that Muck. Yep. So exactly. Pokemon knows this. So they can't sit there and be like, hey, guys, let's just not animate Muck. I don't know if he's in this game. I'm just giving the example because he's the first so one. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll throw a jinx out there. I don't care who it is, but it's just like, we have to animate this character still. Like, they can't, they can't ignore it, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and it really, for this new, let's say, way of doing this game, it's kind of surprising they went with 250, because like, they could have probably done a little bit better and had it look, you know, like you said, a better optimization, better graphics or whatever, if they went with a smaller panel of Pokemon. And that's one of the things that my brother and I, um, cause he's old, you know, I alluded to older than I am, we were talking about it is if, in a weird way, I, even though we've seen Gen 1 a thousand times. Right. But what if they chose Gen 1, did it a full open world, not even a hub world, so they took what, again, what this game is, made it an open world, and only allowed the original 151. I would be okay. So that way, I mean, a lot of people would be because it's going to be the most recognizable. But I'm just saying, like, that way you're kind of bringing your parameters and you don't have to worry about animating all these other styles. I mean, you don't even have to worry about fairy style, for instance, which is a type or steel type. You can get rid of those two types and you can just focus in on, you know, a small portion amount. So that way you can, like, even dive into your assets and actually make it a more defined experience. Now, don't get me wrong, man. I am enjoying Arceus. I am so glad they've done this. It is such a fresh breath of air. Yep. But like you alluded to it, we kind of, kind of hitting to getting to this point. Like this is a great, great start of where Pokemon needs to continue to go right. and needs to continue to evolve. You know, like, cause again, the game is great. I mean, I've actually, Really enjoy it. All the reviews, people, I've seen people on Medicare to like, the only reason why this is in the mid 80s is because it's Pokemon. Yeah. There's probably some truth to that. But at the same time, the only reason why, regardless. But the reason why I think it's true is because of how much they changed from the the original set. And yeah. yeah, You know, that's the reason why I believe it's being reviewed as it's being reviewed because it's like, the majority of all of these people who have played this game are coming from Brilliant Diamond or whatever you call it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're coming from this old, methodical way 
that we've experienced Pokemon for so many yep. years. And Sword and, and Shield was like... You know, Sword and Shield out of the water, too. Dude, I agree 100%. It's one of the things where it's just like... I'll be honest with you. It's not... This game's not 10. No. <laughs> but it's the first game I've played... I think it's in the 7-8 range. Is it? You know, I, I would say that based off of, like, how we would you know, majority of ranking of games because yeah. one of my biggest gripes in this game and I cannot wait until, and again, it's not because they don't have the money because we know Pokemon has the money. We yep. know they have the money. Man, why can't we get some voice acting, man? Oh, I know. I can't, I can't do it. Dude, my first interaction with Pokemon was Saturday morning cartoons when Ash was like, hey, Pikachu, or whatever it was, dude. My thing that is, why, was, why do all the Pokemon still sound 8-bit? <laughs> Yeah, like, there's Make them say their names. <laughs> that's it. There's nothing, like, I understand in Zelda, maybe we don't want to voice Link. Yeah. You know, I get not, that. And I understand even the main protagonist, that, maybe he shouldn't talk either, yeah. but the other characters. Yeah. Exactly. The first time we met Link, he didn't have a voice. It's fine. Yep. The first time I met Ash in the Pokemon world, they all talked. From Professor Oak to yep. Ash, like, yep. and now you're giving this new game and you can't give me some voice acting? Like, yep. what is, it, dude, the first hour, there's so much dialogue in this game. And you're sitting there in your head, you're like, just clicking the button over and over. And give over me some voice acting, man. Like, I just don't under, I don't, I, that's what I did. I just click. But yeah, like, it's weird because it's almost stuck in its ways, right? Yep. And they know they can get away with it. Yep. You know, for the most part. Um, but again, that's probably my, one of my biggest quick gripes, but again, I am so thankful for what they've done. It's the first game in a long time that I'm like actually actively thinking about like, you know, I actually kind of want to play this game. Yeah. And what's really nice about it, by the way, is it's a passive aggressive game. And what I mean by this is I'm watching How I Met Your Mother right now for like oh, the second time or third it. time. Have you watched and How I, I Met Your Father yet? I heard it was crazy. I haven't yet. There's a lot of people that are not fans of it, yeah, so I'm kind of working. How I Met Your Mother, big fan, and he's not a fan of it. Yeah, I enjoy How I Met Your Mother quite a bit. It took yeah. me a while to get to it because um, laughing tracks and like clap tracks yeah, kind of bumped yeah. me out originally. Right. Um, but then once you, once you watch enough of them, they actually become a um, background noise almost. So it got to a point to where it didn't bother me as much. And How I Met Your Mother does have a um, – all right, man, you're just throwing me some tangent. I'm sorry. We're going alone or not, but we're going alone. I can't help it. I it's it's all right. After, after we end this, we'll pro- I'll probably wrap us up because we, we gave our thoughts on well, no, Arceus, no, and we yeah, can yeah. always come back to it too. I do want to drop one more thing after this uh, yeah. game related, and we can be sure on it. But it is something I'm really curious on because one of our old things that we used to listen to brought this up. Yeah. And I think 2022 will be a year for this. So that's a little spoiler for like four minutes from now yeah. when we're super famous and everybody wants to hear this. Yeah. But how about your mother has a character named Barney? Yeah. I that's think it. a lot of people end up. Yes. And people really enjoy Barney. Yeah. Um, I think they end up not because a lot of people see themselves in Barney, but he is definitely the, um, the way I look at it, he is the character that no one sees themselves into, like, sees himself as, but he has almost the most growth, in a way, I guess you would say. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, like, the majority of people watching, including you and I, weird heads, right? 
almost all of us are Ted's or Marshall's. Yeah. Almost every single one of us are. And it's really weird because <laughs> when I watch this show, this just goes, you, like, I see you as Ted so much, Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying it to be, like, negative or even positive because Ted's a dope character. But, like, yeah. for the longest time, you know, you were not having troubles, but you were having some bad luck, right, when it came to, like. <laughs> I never claimed uh, to be a free kid, you know. I never claimed to be Barney. <laughs> right. But, well, not that I say you're Barney, but, like, I'm just saying, like, in a weird way, like, you came off as Ted, right? Like, yeah. In a long relationship, looking, not out of oh, yeah, I guess we're all kind of Tedders, to be honest with you. But I always <laughs> thought when I was watching, I was like, man, like, damn, Tedder's Ted. Like, you know. <laughs> Have you met Ted? Ted? <laughs> yeah. So, like, this is one of the things where, you know, but we're all Ted, right? We're yeah. all Ted, but we're not Ted, if that makes any sense. Right. We're all Ted until we're Marshall. That's, yeah. that's what it is. And that's what's so kind of glorious about that show, is you see yourself as Ted and Marshall. Consistently, yeah. like you literally see yourself as Ted to your Marshall. That's it. And then right. Barney is like, I think everyone knows of someone or has someone in their life that is instantly, a Barney. Instantly, I know a Barney. <laughs> yeah. And but Barney's character ends up being like everybody enjoys Barney because he is the relief, right? Right. Because like Ted and Marshall is the monotony of everyday life. Yep. Where Barney's character is literally written as in like, hey, what do you do for a job, Barney? And he's like, ha, you'd like to know. Like, yeah, that's exactly. Barney. But he's making all this money, which we had all kind of like, in a weird way, like that's our, yep. you know, we'd love to be Barney in some ways, right? Yeah. So like, but Barney's character ends up being, in a weird way, one of the most caring, I guess you can say, and yep. like growth curve. And I remember this, and this is just going on my tangent. So last year, again, on last episode, as we started this back up, you know, I've had a baby daughter now. Yeah. I watched that episode, and it literally, you know, got me teary-eyed. It brought yeah. tears to my eyes because I don't know if you've, if you've seen all of How I Met Your Mother. I've seen most of it. It's all bits and pieces, but I know exactly what you're talking about with yes. Barney. So, yeah. Yeah. And he is more or less something happens in the show. I'm not gonna spoil that. Yeah. But he ends up resting on who he is. He's like, I'm gonna be this kind of guy until the day I die. Yep. Even though there's a curve or a arc that makes you think it won't be that way. Right. Spoil <laughs> and then he drops these lines and he was just like, There will never be a woman, et cetera, et cetera. That will ever make me feel X, Y, or Z way, you know. And then literally something happens in the show. I'm going to spoil this portion. Yeah, More or less, he finally knocks up someone. Yep. Even though that's a, that's a gag, that's a joke through the whole series. Like it happens yep. three or four times. He gets off with it and he walks into the hospital and she has the kid and the doctor's like, would you like to meet your daughter? Yep. And then he literally holds her and he was just like, the same thing I was kind of alluding to, whatever, he repeats the exact same phrase of saying he'll never have anyone in his yeah. life that way or care for him out. Right. And he drops that on her. And it's just like that moment, and it just kicks you in the chest. And you're right. like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, again, it hit me a little different too because, oh, you know, sure. I was going to have one home, but like, yeah. it, it, there is some truth to that. But that is a, that is a great show. Now, why don't we, Again, I can't remember why we got on Pokemon. <laughs> I'll your mother, but 
I, I had to tell that tangent. It was it's no, a no, great it's story. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> don't don't watch how I met your father. Supposedly is trash. <laughs> Apparently, I mean I don't know. Apparently, I need to watch how I but, met your mother. I was just thinking about that. I was like, me, me maybe me and Kaylee, my girlfriend, maybe oh, me and her oh, can watch the whole thing through. The reason why I brought that up was because we were talking about Pokemon Arceus, where it's not a a full attention game. That's yeah. why we brought it up because like that's what I'm watching you right now. As any I TV complain. show on in the background, you're pretty much good. I wouldn't say any TV shit. Like, if you're trying to watch Ozark, nah, it's not going to work. Yeah. But I've already watched How I Met Your Mother. I'm, like, in New Girl, for instance. I'm a big New Girl fan. I'm a big Office fan, Parks and Rec fan. I've seen them so many times. Like, I can literally just hear yeah. what's going on on TV, and I know, yeah, I know the exact scene. Like, the scene yeah. is in my head. Like, I know exactly what's going <laughs> on. Um, and that this Pokemon game, like, it's, it's not that hard, I guess you'd say, at the same right. time. It... I mean, it can lend itself to be in certain situations, but it is one of them, like, you don't have to be completely 100% invested in it. Right. It's a, it's, but, it's a fun game, and, you know, the fact that it can be a game like that, uh, yeah. I think, serves its purpose. So here's my the thing I was on last tangent, and let me say next 15, 20 minutes before I wrap this up, because mm-hmm. I'm really curious what you think about this, too. Okay. Because Pokemon Arceus, like, in a weird way, there's – so Deathloop got tens last year, yeah. right? And I haven't really played it. I bought it, never even played it. Um, well, let me rephrase. I played it very little, I guess you would say. Like, yeah. not enough to actually say I can render a verdict on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already played Pokemon more than I've played Deathloop, and I bought Deathloop on sale on, like, Black Friday. Yeah. But, yeah, Deathloop in some hours is a ten. Is a ten, yeah. But yet, Death Loop to me is the core of the game in some, and what I mean by core is the way you move and the way you interact with the world. Yeah. Is seen across pretty much every game, from multiplayer to single player, etc. There's so many of those things that you can do. Pokemon is that way in some ways, but really just in allusion to Pokemon, even though there's a lot of spinoffs now. Yeah. But like, I'm enjoying myself more in Pokemon, and it put it sucks in me more already, but yeah, I know that game's not a 10. Yeah. But yeah, Deathloop is a 10, but I'd rather play Pokemon right now than I would ever play Deathloop. Yeah. So in my head, I'm sitting there thinking, and I was listening to Kind of Funny as yeah. one of the few I've listened to in a long time, and they were bringing up, the, uh, one of the members made a, um, um, like a bet or whatever you call it, like their predictions, that there will be at least three 10s this year from IGN. And the first thing I want to bring up is like, have you like, what is the experience of a game that is not a ten, but yet you enjoy it more than a ten that you would play or would have played? If that makes any sense. Oh, I've got plenty of those. And then my second one is because I've thought about this a lot since he said this. I think three tens. I think there's almost to me. I think there's three guaranteed tens, easy guaranteed tens this year. I don't. I think there's okay. Let me rephrase. Well, maybe let's let's say they release this year. How about that? That actually releases this year. We'll say if they actually okay. release in twenty twenty two. Okay, yeah, yeah. I could I could see three tens. Yeah. Okay. Now that I've thought about it more, I'm saying like I, I'm saying three tens, as in like I think there's three tens that are an easy call out to be tens. Yep. And then I think there's probably anywhere between 
one or two that's probably has a chance of being 10. Yep. And there's probably another one or two or three of things we don't even know may be 10s yet. And right. my best example of this is Celeste, for instance, for Nintendo. Right. When it, or, you know, it people were giving that 10 stuff. Yep. And people were like, dude, this game is phenomenal. So yep. that was my first early question. And I'm just curious, what are a couple games that you know off the top of your head that are 10s to you for sure <laughs> that you would rather play day, you know, day and night other than actual 10s that exist? And then we'll dive into the next portion real quick and we'll wrap it up. Okay. Because I got a couple too. Yeah, I can be quick. Um, for me, you know, a game that's a 10 is something that, you know, drives my attention, makes me want to keep playing it. Uh, my game of the year last year, Keaton, was Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I don't, hey, I don't I have think that it would be a 10, <laughs> uh, but it would definitely be like a 9.5 or a 9.8 to me. With the amount of time I put into a game, I would say that Marvel's Avengers would be a 10. Uh, DC Ooh. Universe Online would be a 10. Uh, yeah, very controversial here. Uh, DC right, Universe boy. Online would be a 10. Uh, Star <laughs> Wars The Old Republic would be a 10. Uh, hey, well, that game was reflected. A lot of people would say it's a 10. Like yeah, a lot no, of well, I mean, even when it first started, I would say it was a 10 because just how many different storylines and campaigns. I mean, it's yeah. 20 games in one. <laughs> when you first get started. Yeah, right. So, the older public, right? That's why those, if Not, you can grab okay, my on, attention, and I love you, you know, to the point of, you know, I'm going to keep which playing. One, the on, which one? Is Old Republic and Nazi Old Republic? Those are two different, right? Because both yeah. of them are considered. Well, Nazi Old Republic's yeah. definitely a 10. Okay. Nazi Old Republic 2 is a 10. Okay, okay. That's where, I, okay, I, I'm following you now. Okay, um, gotcha. And then there's like, you know, some, like, Games like games of my childhood, you know, Star Wars Battlefront Two, that would be a ten to me. Um, the OG, you know, Star Wars Battlefront Two, uh, that would be a ten to me. Um, but yeah, those, I mean, there's lots of games where they're, they're clearly not tens, but they're tens to me. Exactly, and that's what that's kind of was alluding to. And you actually have more than I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure, like, if I if I really like thought about it. I wouldn't say Marvel's Avengers is a 10. <laughs> well, like, that I mean, one's not a 10. I will take that one off my list. But I will say I put more time into Guardians of the Galaxy last year than any game, and it was my favorite game. So last year it would have been a 10 for me. Those games are, like, I feel like more interesting because, like, the reason why I say that is for whatever reason, I've always been, even before reviews were a thing, and what I'm saying is reviews. I believe there is a um, psychosis, I guess, that goes on. If you read a review of something prior to actually experiencing yeah, yeah. it yourself, yep. it can – I'm talking about movies, whatever it may be. It yeah. can create – and the first example is yeah, the new Spider-Man movie. Phenomenal movie. I love that But movie. everything that I read prior to it made it sound like it was the greatest thing ever. The word line, for <laughs> And yeah, but for me, it just wasn't, you know, like it was like, oh, that's a really good movie, you know, but it wasn't like life changing. The greatest, like, and I told you as we walked out of the theater, like, Doctor Strange to me, yeah, had a bigger impact just because of the way that movie ended. Because to me, it was just like, there is so much more thought and creativity in the actual climax of this film than that Spider Man film was, yeah. And I'm not saying that to be negative to the Spider Man film, but like. It's just true. And again, that depends on whoever sees that, you know, sense of entertainment. And that's why I brought this question up because like, I'm not saying Doctor Strange is a better movie, even though Doctor Strange is a good movie. 
But that that's kind of like, you know, this different kind of thought process between individuals with their media. But it's weird because, like, growing up, because you brought some past games, like, my 10s, man, was like Final Fantasy VII, which is literally one of the most beloved games ever. Yeah. And a lot of people have as tens. And then my next one, I would say, was Final Fantasy IX, which a lot of true RPG fans and true Final Fantasy fans would be like, yeah, that's actually better than seven was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, that one is a little different because a lot of people weren't as um, high on it, I guess you would say. Right. But, like, that, it is, you know, in multiple purposes, like, that was because I actually beat nine before I beat seven because just the way I aged out, it was just a weird kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, even, like, Final Fantasy X, which, again, a lot of people reviewed that as a 10, though. So I'm not saying that, but, like, I, I was a really big RPG fanatic, you know, along with Pokemon. But, like, one of the 10s that I had growing up was Jack and Dexter oh, 2. Oh, I love freaking Jack and Dexter. Jack 2? Dude, J- Jack 2. But here's the Jack weird thing about it. Like, I remember I like playing Jack, Jack. But I like Jack 3 better. But Jack 2 is regarded as the best one of the entries. I know. And it's so weird because, like, I didn't realize that until I got older, and then I looked back at reviews, and it got freaking... Jack X Combat Racing's not high on that list. (laughs) But it got, like, tens and shit, and I was like, well, no wonder, you know, no wonder I liked the game so much, because back then I didn't really know too much about it, but, like, then you look back on it, and so, like, it's weird because, like, I'm definitely nostalgic factor, like, there's not too many games other than, like, I would say, like, Midway Hockey. I can't remember the name of it, but, dude, I love that game. Yeah. And it had it had like some NHL teams, but it was just like, dude, your puck was on fire, yeah, your yeah, mascot yeah. would go. Dude, that game was dope. Was and I just played hundreds of hours of that game just because of playing with friends and stuff, you know. So that's a ten just because of the experience. But like, you know, and another game, not even not even joking, you dude, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah. Game. My brother and I, I remember standing on the Pokemon ball. I think he had to stand on it for so many hours before Mewtwo appeared, all yeah. this bull, like, unlocking the characters. I didn't know that game reviewed or is nearly regarded as one of the best games of all time within that genre, I guess you would yeah. say. But, again, like, it is, though, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that game, dude. And, it, and that's one of mine. So that's another one. She's like, well, shit. Yeah. You know, like, I'm trying to think of more, but, like, when I'm thinking of these memories of, like, these true games that, like, definitely shaped myself yeah. like that was one of them and then when i look back on it i was like well, shit that was a 10 for the most part right like yeah, highly yeah. regarded as a 10 it's not just me thinking it was a 10 it really was a 10 same thing with yeah. mario same thing I'm the with the old republic with me and so i like so when i come to think of it like i don't have too many out there that actually in hindsight didn't review like, extremely, way. extremely well. Like, I don't have one that was just like, hey, this game's like a 7, for instance, yeah. right? But I see it as a 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, I there's not too many <laughs> out there that, like, comes across my mind. Um, so it's pretty interesting, you know, because either or, I, you know, I just fell in line with those games, right? Yep. Um, the only one I can think of before I segue into the next segment is um, a game called Two Human. <laughs> I remember Two Human. And it was a uh, highly regarded game before it came out. Let me rephrase that, before it came out. But I really enjoyed that game. Didn't beat it, played a lot of hours into it because of, like, it it was almost like Destiny before it was Destiny, dude. Yeah. 
different weapons, different armor. Like, you can make all these fields. And another game, actually, I'm coming, coming back on this now. Dang, this that game opened up my mind. It was a game called Lost Planet. Oh, I remember Lost Dude, Planet. Dude, I love I used to play the demo for yeah, Lost Planet it, 2 like crazy on my PS3 because I had no money. <laughs> Dude, I don't understand why Capcom doesn't come back to that series, man. I don't know because Lost Planet 1, honestly, Lost Planet 1 hit at a special time because that was the onset of Xbox Live. And what I mean by that, it was the 360 era. It came out within the first year, at least within the first year or second year of the 360 online. And Xbox did have a one, like the original OG Xbox, but the only games that were really being played still on the OG Xbox, like Halo 2 was carried through, right? Yeah. But like when the new 360 came out and it became more acceptable and easier to be, you know, to get online, like immediately, like the Halo 2 online talk, I wouldn't say it disappeared, but it turned into Call of Duty 2. Yeah. Call of Duty 2 was like, dude, you gotta play this game. Right. Which again turned, I mean, that game sold Xboxes. Cause yeah. Halo 2 was already online, but like that game sold Xboxes because like you have to try this online. Yeah. And it bled into what we see now as one of the biggest IPs on earth. Um, but then like the, after that, like during that window, I remember playing the crap out of Call of Duty 2, Madden, Finally, playing Madden Online was a huge thing at the time. Yep. And then we got into, because this is before Halo 3 came out, right? And we're still on Call of Duty 2. Lost Planet came out, but before Lost Planet, Gears of War, which is probably my biggest entry. Like, I loved Gears Online, dude. That game was phenomenal. Online, dude, so many hours spent. Phenomenal yeah. game. That's probably, that's probably one of my tents, but, Again, if you go back and look at Gears of War, it's literally, I mean, it's nines and tens across the board. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, you know, even though it's one of my tens, but, like, you know, I, I mean, I put hundreds of hours in that game online, dude. Right. My brother and I would play split-screen co-op online, dude. It was one of the greatest memories I have in that game. Yep. I but, had the same thing with Lord <laughs> of the Rings, Two Towers, Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King, playing co-op on those yeah. games. Those are definitely six to eight that you're giving yeah, to six, six to six to eight that like I just I'm beloved by me and my cousins because we got to do it work together. Um, but yeah, that's again just the conversation because like that's why Lost Planet I think ends up being that way because Lost Planet was the next Gears of War for me. It was online. It wasn't technically Gears good, but it was close enough. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And it had a good online system. And then, of course, Gear, uh, Lost Planet 2 was four-player co-op and, like, mass boss battles. Like, mm-hmm. dude, that that series had a lot going for it, dude. Like, yeah. it, it's just weird. I don't know if they fumbled it or what happened with it, but it just kind of, you know, went from the wayside, man. And then the other game I was going to tell you, which lost a little bit of it and then it gained it all back, was Rainbow Six Vegas, man. Yeah. Dude, there's so many people on it that played Rainbow Six Vegas online. Yeah. I played it online. Yeah. Get that max sprint so you can get the camouflage that you wanted to do. So yeah. you got to edit your own camouflage. Just dope shit, dude. It's just dope. Um, dude, early Xbox 360, dude, it was some good days. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was days. a PS3 man myself, so I don't have any of those memories. Well, see, I have PS3 too. And I actually remember playing Modern Warfare Killzone 2 online, dude. Oh man, I played a shit ton of Killzone 2 online. That's a big one for me. Modern well, see, Modern Warfare 2 was, I played all my 
crawl stuff, um, or whatever, but it's just, I played them all on Xbox. So like yeah. Modern Warfare 2, which I played way more than Kills on 2 online. But like, I remember getting, dude, I can't remember what it was called. It was called SOCOM and it started with a C. Um, it was just an online game only. SOCOM? Yep. It was SOCOM. Man, I can't remember. It was just an online game. It was just on PS3. SOCOM 3 then, most likely. No, no, no. It wasn't SOCOM 3. It didn't have a name to it. It didn't have a number. Nope. It started with a C. Are you talking about the one that launched during the PSN crash? It was... No, no, no. That's SOCOM 4. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking. SOCOM 3 US Navy SEALs on my PSP, but... Yeah. There was a SOCOM on the PS3... That was an online only game. That was not SOCOM 4. Okay. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> um, it was really cool because it was like, yeah, it had headshot sensitivity. Um, it was really cool. That's actually one of the reasons I bought a PS3. Nice. It started with a C. Here, here it is. SOCOM Confrontation. That's what it was called. Okay, though. Yep. SOCOM okay. Confrontation. Dope game. Um, and then, of course, SOCOM 4 came out later. Which had a story as well as co-op play as well as online, and that's the one that crashed the PSN network. I mean, I don't know if that game necessarily crashed it, it but crash it. It's it's the game that released uh, during the PSN outage, so people who bought the game couldn't play it because it was always online. Yep. But yeah, I thought it would be. They you know, shut down the studio that made it, and I felt sorry for them. Zipper interactive. Yeah. They wish they had Zipper back now, man. I guarantee they do. If they can bring back SOCOM, dude. They made great games it, for handhelds, too. Yeah, it's been enough time. Yeah. SOCOM needs to come back. And I don't care if it's who's making it, what they're making it. Now that Xbox has Call of Duty, bring, yeah, it's yeah, time to bring back SOCOM. Yeah, we need it. Um, let's do our three that we think are tens a year, because I'm pretty sure that they're probably the same, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, so my three that I think could be tens are God of War 2, Horizon Forbidden West, and maybe Elden Ring. Well, see, we're very similar. Okay. I think Elden Ring's a sure 10. Okay. Um, I think first of all, I think it's a 9. I think Bloodborne is a 10. It's one of the best games yeah. probably ever created. I think Sekiro is a 10. I think it's one of the best games ever created. <laughs> There's a lot of people that believe Dark Souls 1 and at least 3 are some of the best ever created, yeah. including Demon's Souls. I believe it's really good. Yep. From what I've understood and looked up, because Game Informer is running like a huge, you know, like synopsis on it right now. Yeah. It is a highly touted game. The guy who is talking about it is more or less within, he's played 10 hours, he's like, I barely scratched the shirt, and he is talking this game up. Like, Elder Ring's a 10. Like, I just don't see how the majority, it's an open world, they're doing they're doing what Pokemon Arceus is doing, dude. They're taking that formula and saying, hey, you know, we have all these interconnected maps. What if we take those dungeons and make them separate, but then we take just as much as a thoughtful actual overworld to make you roll through it, and that overworld is what's going to be able to help create your character to where you, you know, grind your character, understand how to get more flask, understand, you know, how to experience your skill trees, like even weapons and like all like 
no, no, there's no way that game's not 10, dude. Like, I think that game Metacritic's going to sit out like a 93, 94 easy. Um, so yeah, IGN 10. And that's why I said IGN 2, by the way, because I wanted to, um, cause you know, it's GameSpot can give it 10, for instance, right? And then IGN yeah. can give it 9, you know, or vice versa. Yeah. So that's why I was kind of just alluding like 10s that will come from at least a certain outlet. Yeah. It doesn't matter what outlet is. I'm just saying there's only three. So the next one you kind of alluded, I didn't even think about God of War. Oh. And now that she said that, I'm like, shit. So I, I was going to say, give me two or two or three more afterwards. So I'm going to keep that one in the back pocket okay. <laughs> for that. Because I think Horizon Zero Dawn or Zero Dawn Fudge from Ridden West, I think yeah. it's a 10. Um, everything that I've seen from that game, because, you know, it was almost a 10 already when it first came out as a new IP. Yep. It kind of reminds me of Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 2. Uncharted 2 is a 10. Uncharted 1 was close to a 10. A 9, yeah. It's, you know, in some ways. So, like, I definitely think this game is it, going to be a 10. It looks like it has high production values. Yeah. It yeah. seems like they extrapolated the systems to the point to where, like, it just seems like it's there, right? It's time for its 10, and I think yeah. it'll be a 10. My, my third game, and again, I said hypothetically released in 22, is because that's, like, the soft date they have on it. Is Breath of the Wild too? I just don't see how it's not ten. I don't think it's coming out this year, so that's why it wasn't on my list. <laughs> well, you're not wrong, but like I think if I it does, think then probably yeah. God of War is in the same boat as that, though. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I'm gonna throw you at least two or three more while we talk about it real quick, and we didn't even wrap this up, even though I'm just enjoying this massive talk, and it's just fun. Throw out the two quick. God of War probably will be a ten if it comes out. Yep. Um, I think it has a little bit of challenge to it, and the reason why I say that is because I do. It does seem a little more samey compared to the first one that was a ten, and I say first one as in like the reboot. Um, at the same time, though, I do believe the creators and the directors and everyone that's part of that game, I think they understand that, and they're only trying to show you what you think you think you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just how like God of War was, because I remember getting the Chaos Blaze in God of War, and I was like, dude. They are here. You remember you fucking, yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. you're rolling, you're rolling the boat back and you right. know exactly what you're going to get. And you're just like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure they got that in that game still. Right. And my second one, this is a not necessarily reach because there's so many more. I'm going to throw you out four more real quick. Just give you an idea right. of what came out this year. But my second one, I'm just going to say, I think Starfield, I think Starfield will be a 10. I think as long as Pete Hines had and Oh, what's his name? Todd Howard. Like, yeah. as long as they have had and have, they have gave the time, they've understood the long tail of Skyrim, which yeah. has been going on forever. They're like, hey, let's give this game some time. You have right. as much time you want. Dude, I think that game is going to be a lot better than what majority of people even can think is coming. Yeah. And the other two I'm going to throw out there, this 10 is just for you because I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be a 10, but it's a U10. That's the new Batman Arkham game. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Maybe. I'll put a lot of time into it, I'm, for, I'm sure. I don't know, man. And we, Will you play that game one, with me? I need someone to partner oh, with. Oh, yeah, dude. Good. Take it. Because my friends, they use Game Pass now, and they refuse to buy any game unless it's on Game Pass. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. So, I mean, I it's don't blame them, but, like, come on. Like, I want to play Suicide Squad. Like, I think that game looks fun as fuck. And I want to play oh. Batman. I think it looks fun. That was my other 10. I was going to say, I think Suicide Squad, I mean, Rocksteady, who yeah. pretty much, I mean, Arkham City was a 10. 
yeah. Arkham Asylum, in, in like in hindsight, I think Arkham Asylum is just as good or tightly knitted game than Arkham City was. So yeah. in more ways than one, it's technically a ten. Right. I think Arkham Knight is not necessarily is it Arkham Knight? It's Arkham Knight, right? Which one? Oh, he's not the one. With the, the last one. Yeah, yeah, it's Arkham Knight. The reason why I don't think it's necessarily 10 is just because it did get a little samey towards the end. It was the um, car. No one liked the car. Yeah, that's right. And that was the new thing, right? And it, I don't think it just – it just didn't end up being enough, I guess you would say. No. Or not being enough. It just didn't end up – it ended up being grindy, I guess you yeah. would say. I don't – it just – something was off about it. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So Little Scout Squad, I believe, has every right with the time that it's had. Mm-hmm. But – I mean, it's probably gonna be a ten, right? I'm excited for it, man. If it, if they could inject some of the humor that's in freaking Peacemaker and the I mean the Suicide Squad, if that type of humor is in the game, I'm gonna love it for sure. You know, and I don't see why they wouldn't. So, like I said, man, you, it's weird because like we gave three in our, our two different ones was Breath of the Wild and um, Dark. Because we're just not sure when they're hitting necessarily. Yeah. But if they come out, for sure, I'm thinking they're going to be 10s through, you know, but more likely they're not going to be less than 9s. No. You know? None of these games I don't think are going to be less than 9s. Just maybe James Gotham and maybe Suicide Squad. I think 2022 is going to be an insane year, honestly, yeah, because I'll be honest with you, I'm getting Dying Light this upcoming week. Yeah. And I would not be surprised from some of the pre-release stuff that I've seen and heard. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get some tens, man. It probably, it might. It very well might. Yeah. And I that's just, I, it's weird, dude. Show. Like, there's just, I mean, there's just, ton- dude, Kirby's, that new Kirby game, dude, tens. <laughs> but nah. If Kirby, gets, that if Kirby gets a ten, I will eat my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> But no, nah, I just wanted to throw that out there because um, I think COVID kind of screwed up a lot of gaming release yeah, schedules. Now everything's releasing now. But I also think it gave a lot of studios time where they would have not only had time because they were sticking to strict release schedules or yeah. marketing schedules. And I think because of COVID, they're like, "Hey, let's you know put the brakes." Let's like, and what I'm saying is. They just didn't announce a release date, right? Like, for instance, Suicide Squad was probably 2021, at least Batman was. And it just changed the point of like, hey, let's release it, you know, when we're ready instead of like, because of COVID, we can't have this massive roadshow marketing show, yeah. roadshow marketing show, say that a thousand times fast. Yeah. But uh, I believe that's kind of like what happened and 2022 is going to see a lot of high quality great games release. And like, I know you didn't say this, but this is your 10. I'm, I'm calling it right now and you can buy me a dinner if I'm not, you know, if I'm right. Lego Skywalker saga, dude. It might be. Your 10. It might you know? be. It might be, man. I'm excited for it. It very well might be. All right, well, this was Devil's Advocate, a video game podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to uh, like, comment on the podcast feeds. Uh, be sure to hit the subscribe button to get the next episode. But I hope you enjoyed our rambling of <laughs> this entire episode. Keaton, we're near the two-hour mark. Uh, but, you know, I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, and we'll see you next week with uh, Keaton's thoughts on, I believe, is that when the game comes out, Keaton, Dying Light? Yeah, yeah it comes out Friday. All right. So we'll hear Keaton's thoughts on Dying Light. I'm obviously, I didn't play the first one, so I, I don't plan on getting this one. Uh, unless it's on Game Pass or something, then I'll play it. But uh, you'll probably just have Keaton's thoughts for the most part. Uh, but maybe yeah. some more updates from me on Arceus. But we'll see you next time, guys. I'll be for sure.